The 21st Century Cures Act was a landmark piece of legislation. But what's in it for pharma? What's actually in it? I'm Jeff Stewart from Cineos Health Consulting. It's the top 10 things you'll need to know about the 21st Century Cures Act. We'll hear how one word changed everything. 21st Century Cures next on the Cineos Health Podcast. Number one, one word. One word was stricken from the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act. Striking that one word changed everything about pre-launch discussions with insurance companies. What's that word? That word was directly. How does striking that one word directly from the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act change everything? To understand that, we have to understand another act, FDAMA, the Food and Drug Administration Modernization Act. In FDAMA Section 114, FDAMA 114, pharma companies were supposed to be allowed to talk to payers about healthcare economic information. This is part of what you'd like to do to prepare payers to understand the costs and benefits of an upcoming launch. If your drug is going to save 10 days in a hospital, you'd really like the insurance companies to know about it, right? The problem is that talking about healthcare economics might make your drug misbranded or mislabeled. You could be mislabeling your drug. Not good. So what can you say so that your drug is not mislabeled? The Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act had a carve-out. You were supposed to be able to talk about what directly relates to the label indication. You see the problem? Directly relates. What the heck does directly mean? Uncertainty around that one word, directly, froze pharma companies from talking about healthcare economics with payers. That word, it had to go. And now it's gone. FDAMA 114 finally works the way it was intended. Number two, if you have a treatment for biological, chemical, or nuclear agents, congratulations, you just won the Cures Act lottery. The Powerball came up your number. You may have won $350 million or more. The Cures Act gave us a new priority review voucher. The priority review voucher is a thing that allows any pharma company to skip ahead of the line. The pharma company that holds a priority review voucher gets to cut four months from FDA review from any drug, any drug at all. That's valuable. How valuable? Cheapest one sold for $67.5 million. The most expensive one sold in 2015 for $350 million. Prior to the Cures Act, only some pediatric treatments or treatments for some rare diseases were even eligible to get a priority review voucher to sell to another company. So getting a third one is a very big deal. Biodefense companies, you really did win the Cures Act lottery. Number three. What do you do if a patient is doing well on a drug in the clinical trial, but the trial is over? The compassionate thing to do would be to continue giving the drug. Compassionate use is one of the nicest things a pharma company ever does. We give the investigational drugs to patients before approval, even if the patient doesn't qualify for the clinical trial because the trial's done. Or even if the patient just doesn't meet the enrollment criteria. Great. Now, in the Cures Act, we have to make compassionate use public. We can't let this be a mystery. We have to publicize which patients will be given this use and how to get on the compassionate use program. Number four, 
Accelerated approval is great work if you can get it. You can get your product approved earlier based on surrogate endpoints. That's really, really important. It takes a long time sometimes to see if something actually works in the patient and gets to the outcome that you're looking for. So if you can look at a surrogate endpoint, a blood test or a radiological test, that's a lot faster. Could be a lot cheaper. That could be approval years earlier, maybe even decades earlier. Oncology is where accelerated approval is used all the time, and now we get accelerated approval for another area, regenerative medicine. Number five, the FDA is sometimes like Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog that sticks his head out and sees his shadow and hides back in his burrow for six more weeks. The agency can be slow to change. The Cures Act directs the agency to come out and declare clinical trial spring. We get adaptive trial design so that trials are better, cheaper, and faster, and we get real-world evidence actually counting. Number six, what do you do if your treatment is a combination of a drug, device, and a biologic? Does the FDA treat you as a drug, as a device, or as a biologic? Different centers at the FDA judge you. Different rules apply. Different pass-fail rates. Different timing. Different costs. The FDA used to funnel combo products towards being drugs. If there was any drug in the combo, no longer. Now the FDA is supposed to pick which is the essential part and act accordingly. So that's good. Number seven, if you want to treat a neurological condition, it's not easy to figure out how many patients there are. They're hard to count. The National Neurological Condition Surveillance System seeks to solve that problem. The Centers for Disease Control shall do it. I expect this will be like the SEER database. That's the gold standard for oncology. Now for neurological conditions. Number eight, do you make antibiotics or antifungals? Listen up. It's magical Christmas land for you. You just got a carve out to have smaller clinical trials. Plus, resistance panels are going national. What new bugs are coming up and national standards for susceptibility testing also are coming into play. Number nine, did you know that Medicaid could have been used for cosmetics and hair growth? I don't know how common that was, but that's over unless it's medically necessary. And number 10, if you have a product delivered in home infusion by a caregiver, watch out. Your life just got harder. If your product is delivered by a specialty pharmacy, there is now one payment to rule them all. Time, drugs, material, provider, one payment. One payment usually means cost containment. One payment means incentives to use drugs. Maybe your product just got turned upside down. Think about it. Your specialty pharmacy providing a nurse to infuse drug, your incentive before the Cures Act may have been to be, at worst, neutral to using the expensive drug, perhaps even incentivize the use of the expensive drug with the best margins. Now, under Cures, the specialty pharmacy will have their margins squeezed. The lower-cost products will be preferred. If the specialty pharmacy even still wants to be in the business of providing the services at all. And those are the top 10 things you need to know as pharmaceutical companies about the 21st Century Cures Act. That's all for today's episode of the Cineos Health Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stewart from Cineos Health Consulting. If you have comments, suggestions, questions, or if you just want to talk to a particular challenge that you have at your life sciences company, you may email me at podcast at That's S-Y-N-E-O-S 
www.healthhealth.com. We're consultants. That's what we do. 